Manifesto for the majority. To the 60,071,781. To those who voted for Hillary Clinton. To those who keep hearing sentiments like, let's give our new president-elect a chance, act like grown-ups, friends, and move on. To the majority. We are survivors of a campaign that triggered us, dismissed us, forced us to explain ourselves. We survived our suffering that fell on deaf ears, that elicited paternalistic responses that devalued us, silenced us, scared us into submission. We survived. It is not the survivor's responsibility to make things right. It is the survivor's responsibility to survive and not put themselves in a dangerous position by being forced to reconcile. We reject current calls for reconciliation. We reject the expectation that we must come to Donald Trump and kiss the ring, make nice and play fair. We reject any narrative that says we did not try hard enough to come together. We will no longer be the beta to the alpha cisgender heteropatriarchal nativist capitalism that relies on us and our labor to create a peace while simultaneously dismissing our work. We will no longer scream into the canyon that simply echoes our own ideas back to us. We are no longer shepherds into inclusion. Barack Obama asks this effort of us in the name of democracy. Democracy is about people listening, not dismissing. We cannot get behind this call for unification. We offer no more olive branches, no more feathers of reconciliation, no more white flags of peace. We have dedicated our lives to the olive branch, to peace, to reconciliations. We will no longer put these things at risk. We will not put them in a place where they will be mocked, laughed at, taunted. We will not submit to a political position that devalues those who already accept the potential and promise of a united American population. We mourn for the coming losses. We rage at ego run amok. We align ourselves with the forces of positive social change, love, and survival. We will not go quietly and accept the inevitability of hegemony. Once we have grieved, once we have processed our ire and disgust, we will return stronger and more committed than ever before. We will organize ourselves. We understand that, quote, let's unite is a polite and socially acceptable position. We demand the 59,791,135 Trump voters give others time to be sad, be angry, and to process an outcome we did not expect. We assert that Donald Trump does not represent us. We disagree with every single thing he believes, says, stands for, and promotes because he disavows everything we believe, say, stand for, and promote. We are unsure if we can heal. We are unsure if unity is possible. What is possible? 
a renewed sense of purpose, and a vigorous resolve to build an unstoppable tidal wave of nasty women, bad hombres, and anyone else devalued by Trump's actions and rhetoric, united and working together to dismantle the misogyny and racism that has been affirmed by 59,791,135 votes. Therefore, we demand an apology for 18 months and the foreseeable next four years of criminal-level hate. We demand to be heard. We will no longer be reactionary. We are now proactive, dictating our own terms. We will not be calm. We will not let it go. We reject attempts to divide us into binary categories in order to conquer us. People cannot be divided by walls. We will work together to destroy Trump's version of America from the ground up. We will not be quiet. We will not go away. We will create new alliances across previously unallied groups of people who now find themselves the target of derision in a Trumpian America. We will mobilize. We will write. We will be vigilant. To those who feel unsafe to speak out, you are not alone. We will try to be your voice until you can find your own. To those of us who are public leaders, activists, and intellectuals, we are obligated to speak. We must be part of the public rejection of hatred. So that's kind of wild reading that. It's painful. It's, uh, that was the manifesto that Colleen and I wrote um, <clears throat> in 2016, the day after the uh, presidential election. We flew to uh, Canada, Montreal, for the National Women's Studies Association Conference. And en route to our flight, we were sitting in the airport uh, having a drink and some lunch, and we were so, so angry. And this manifesto, we started writing it at the table. Do you I remember? Have, there's a picture. There's pictures. We, we both, started writing it at the airport table. At the airport. And there's these photos. I'm mm -hmm. just looking at them. And, and, we, uh, and we finished it. What, during days our time, later, yeah. days later, yeah. we sort of worked on it as we had time when we were there uh, in the hotel room and sitting at dinner and in different places. And we started revising and, <clears throat> you know, doing that process that writers do. And it was truly a collaborative effort. I mean, we really, we both wrote individually in our journals. And then we remember we were passing the journal back and forth mm -hmm. and we were kind of like adding to each other's statements. And it, it was really an amazing collaborative writing process. I've, I've never written collaboratively with anyone before. So I remember that was a, a very positive, affirming thing, um, in addition to the positive, affirming ideas that we were putting down, the truth, the rawness, the, yeah. the anger, the frustration, the despair. Bereft. Yes. Bereft. I was bereft. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember feeling, I remember us talking about the responsibility we had and the privilege that we have and how we were going to use it for the next four years. Yeah, and we thought that this was one of the first things we could do. And I remember we put, we took everything else off our office door inside two fifty four. That's right. Um, we took everything else off our door. We took it all down when we got. And back. we just posted this, and Man, people would wrote walked by and wrote like "thank you" mm -hmm. on it. And mm -hmm. I think it was so important for us to write this. And I must say, this is really good. <laughs> really, I'm actually, yeah. I'm really actually like kind of <laughs> moved by how how raw we were, but how we were able to incorporate yeah. so much into it. Yeah. Um, 
I will also say it's it is it's painful for me to read this. Some of this is, um, you know, now that we're right in the middle. So we're yeah. recording this right after the midterm. So we're the kind midterms. of like right in the middle of this four years. Yeah. Hopefully, so we're at, we're at the halfway point of number forty five. And and thinking first and this of all, is, and this first is of all, we 46. both look like ten years younger in these pictures. Yeah, well, I think I think the last because <laughs> I think Donald Trump has aged me. It's I know he's not being him. good. Even though I said I wasn't going to let him steal my health, I think he has to some ways. I agree, me too. But I me also, too. you know, I. I appreciate the, and I remember we talked about this, the the ending with assertions. Yeah. And that we have done all these things. Yeah. We did these things, right? Yeah, we we did. demand to be heard. We will not let it go. Yep. We will Resist you know, reject attempts to divide into binary categories. Yep. I think if nothing else, our resolution to do those things and has done nothing but solidify. Yeah, and the idea that we'll work together to destroy Trump's version of America from the ground up. I mean, that's that's everything. That's where this came from. That's where this, this podcast. That's where the podcast. <laughs> this came podcast from. was born out of this manifesto. So the manifesto came first, and and do you remember we were actually in? I think you were at a panel, and you came back to the room, and I said we need to do more. And I think the first thing I rec- I said I said we need to do something bigger, and I was so adamant and so passionate like I was just like what else can we do and I think I said we need to start our own political party and you were like that no like that's, <laughs> that's way too big yeah. are you out of your fucking yeah. mind like no but and then we ended up circling back around and we started talking about maybe we should create a podcast and we could focus on keep it reined in so that mm-hmm. you know we could focus on the areas of our scholarship and then I think you were the one that came up with the idea of um, when we worked together again collaboratively to come up with the names of the mm-hmm. segments, mm-hmm. but then when we talked about how would we deal with Trump, mm-hmm. I think you were the one that said we need to keep him in a box, basically. Yeah. I was take- afraid of him taking all the air out of the room yeah. all the time, and I didn't want all the things that we had worked so hard on to get lost in the in the vast morass of his insanity, mm-hmm. which now that we're two years in, we can see how easy that would have been. Oh, Yeah. So I think it's yeah. really good that we thought about containing him. Mm-hmm. And being able to, like, in the course of doing the podcast, being able to focus on indigenous issues, on women's yes. issues, on and bringing light, bringing, uh, shedding some light on some of the ho- horrifying things that his administration has done or was trying to do. And we were able to sort of find those things that weren't in the spotlight in the mainstream yep, media. Yep, that was right? our goal. That yep. was the kind of goal. And because I, I we, we knew that it. there were going to be these big things that were going to happen, and then mm-hmm. all this other stuff would happen under the underneath mm-hmm. the loud noise and and if we lost sight of those sight of those things that all the good work we had done we could have lost it and about creating allyship right mm-hmm. and how to be good allies and accomplices along the way yeah Did, well and i think i think too one of the things that we 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 talk about in this manifesto and something that i know we kept beating the the drama of here at the podcast, especially with our activist actions and all these, like to the whole idea that you need to, you need, right. You kind of need to channel your anger. You need to channel it into something tangible, positive action, right? You need to do something. It's you, we really, it's not benefiting anybody when we sit here and scream into the Canyon, we have to 
do something about. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that thing. So we kept telling, like asking listeners, like find the thing that you can do, wherever your level of comfort or ability is, find the thing you can do. And the thing is, I, I think to some extent, despite the fact that like every Every, it seems like every single day we well, wake especially up. Especially this week. Especially this week <laughs> with the shooting in, in, in Thousand well, yeah. Oaks and all this horrifying news. And it, it's just, it feels like every day we wake up like and look at the news and go, oh my God, what now? Because it's, it's so constant. But even among all that, I feel like, I mean, look, what, 101 women were just elected to Congress for the first time? That's mm-hmm. a record number. And to hear, like, what was her name? To say that she lived to see it. Madonna Thunderhawk. We just saw Madonna Thunderhawk speak with Angela Davis and some other amazing feminist powerhouse um, mothers of activism, the mother, frankly. Yeah, the mothers yeah. of activism is a good way yeah. to put it. And And she was saying, like, I'm... And she mentioned that this all these women and right, Sir Sharice Davids and Deb Holland and these Native American women and the Muslim women and the young women. She said she's around to see this. She was so moved when she said, yeah. "I lived to see this." It's amazing. so it's easy for us to take for granted yeah. what happened this week because everything feels like it's a small victory. Yeah. But to her yes. and to those women who have been activists for fifty plus years and understanding that the work is cumulative, mm-hmm. that that they're in awe. You know, that in 1968, that year of of activism, Mm -hmm. that they could have never imagined this. And here she was. She just seemed really moved to be, you know, 80-some years old and to say, I just watched this happen. So where, and I think, I think, I I think we were kind of both, I mean, I'm, I know I was, I felt sort of gratified that to have that long historical perspective of women who I mean, they were being arrested and put in jail and, and followed by the government, and, and they were in the streets, and they were doing the work on the ground, the activism, organizing. The the, for the word organizing came up oh more gosh. Yeah. in that If plenary. you did a sound cloud of that, oh or a word cloud of it, it would be, Organizing yeah. was at the base of everything. And community. And community. Organizing Families and community. coming yep. together. And so it was gratifying to me in this moment of seeing sort of like this despair of like, what are we going to do with the Orange Menace? But the fact is, I think it's a good reminder that so much has improved. So much has improved, yes. In the long arc of justice. The long arc. Yes. We are moving forward. And we are doing that work from the ground up. And it's a grind. And you do it, and you do it, and you do it. And maybe you don't get to see it. Right. Maybe you don't get to experience the elation. But the women on that stage, I feel like they were kind of like... You, the re, the reason we know, like they didn't say this. I'm kind of paraphrasing. Like the sense is, they were almost sort of suggesting that the reason that we know we succeeded is because look how many of you are here. Thousands right. of women in this room doing all this. And work. a diverse group of women. Very diverse group men. of women. Yes. Yep. So yes. as you can hear, we're we've come full circle and we're back at this conference together presenting like we did two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are sitting here reflecting on the manifesto and reflecting on the birth of the podcast Mm -hmm. and where it took us. I still have the note that I put on your desk. I was like, I have so many ideas. Like once we started thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So we're back here at NWSA a half hour before we're about to present a paper on podcasting Mm -hmm. and the role that it plays in, in intellectual life. And, and this is our final podcast. We have come full circle, and we yes. are. We. I'm going to say this is this is the end of a chapter, 
for us, um, not only um, uh, inside the, the office inside 254, um, I am no longer in that office. I have moved my office. <laughs> Metaphorically for, and literally. And literally, for health reasons. Um, and, and I think Colleen... She's allergic to me. I'm not allergic. <laughs> Stop it. But mold and all sorts of it. Anyway, our literal office has, has is breaking up. And, of course, we're both very much in the loop on this. But um, we are also stopping the podcast because we feel like... We feel like... We've said everything we need to say. I feel like we did in our work. In this way. Yeah. In this way. Yeah. Yes. So the work is not going to end for us. Right. I mean, if you've been listening, you know that we are very activist-minded. Yes. We are both professors with these uh, scholarly areas that um, really push against um, hegemony, push against patriarchy, push against colonialist structures. I mean, we the, the work that we do as scholars, as public writers... As, as even people in our community, as humans, as and humans. parents, and community members, yeah, like the work doesn't stop. But this podcast, I think, is a good time to end. So I was really excited, <laughs> when, not not to end the podcast, but when I realized, <laughs> yeah, that we were our last episode was going to be episode forty six. I am always one looking for things deep in meaning. And I said to Amanda, I was like, I think that's really good to show that there's always something after forty five. So if nothing else, we want you to remember there is always something after 45, and it's 46. And it's 46. And so here we are. It just felt so natural and right, and it kind of gave me goosebumps when I realized (laughs) that uh, how (laughs) how perfect it is for this to be the last time that we're talking to you in this way, um, because we're and we got through the midterms, right? We we like we kind of wanted to sustain and buoy everybody with the manifesto and get us here. Um, but there's all, there's something after 45 and we cannot forget that ever. So just remember, uh, 46 is coming, uh, in two years, we will have another president. Well, we hope, we hope, but (laughs) what I'm saying is there's a, but yes, there will be another president after this. Yeah. And, and honestly, even if, even if the orange menace wins again, right. He still, he can only have two terms. Right. I mean, remember like, the long arc of justice, right? It's remember cumulative. The long, remember the long game. Right. So, and I think we need to remind ourselves because I think you and I get caught up sometimes going, oh, oh yeah. my God, every day. But it is, it's a good reminder for all of us, I think, to remember that the long arc of history, where we've come from is no longer where we are. Mm-hmm. And where we are going, it has a, a great deal of promise in it because mm-hmm. it always does. Things always do get Things do get better. Things always improve. It may not be right away. It may not be within your sight. You may not be living to see it. But if you do the work and you keep grinding and you keep, I mean, I, it sounds cheesy, but like you keep having the faith that what you're saying, what you're doing, what you're teaching, what you're reading, what you're sharing is going to have an effect. It might just be one person. But that's actually enough. Mm-hmm. That one person listens to you and really gets it. That's enough because then that one person is probably going to start doing more, right? So, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, remember that. Um, but it feels good being sandwiched between the morning of all those folks yeah. and then going to do this panel and thinking about where we fit, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of long arc of the afternoon of right today. Which, but in the long, in the broad, you know, that we are, uh, Angela Davis was talking about um, that we, that our teaching and our, everything about us needs to be moving toward justice. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can all just keep that as a guidepost, yeah. 
and keep thinking about justice. We may be in uh, 50 years of our activist career, so that would put us at, like, uh, oh, God, more... Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, my friend. Um, 50 years from now, I'll be, like... Not nine, 50 years from now. No, like 50 years. I don't maybe know if I'm going to be 30 more years from now. <laughs> yeah. So by 2050, right. if we're ever on a panel, yeah. um, we can talk about the, you know, hopefully so look right. out at a group of people and say... You know, we know you are. We are the mothers of this, and we planted these seeds. But this, they all seemed to agree that seeing all those faces out there was seeing their seeds grow. Yeah. So, hopefully, the podcast has planted a little seed for you, mm-hmm. given you sucker when you needed it, mm-hmm. let you laugh when you needed mm-hmm. it, maybe explain some things. Uh, I know it's done that for us. Yeah, it has. And so, hopefully, it's done that for you, dear listeners. And we wish you the best getting through, um, you know, the, the future, the next years. There's, there's still work to be done. But please remember that you can take time off. You can step away. Let other people carry the torch for a while because this work is hard. It's exhausting. Um, it can be anxiety-inducing and very frustrating. And when you, when you kind of try to sustain yourself at a high level of involvement, it can really burn you out. So, yeah. I mean, we both do – I think we do a good job, both of us, of yeah. taking away – stepping away and just stepping out. Uh, unapologetically for a while because it it's really you need to to have the energy to come back and keep going so remember you can do that without so guilt. we'll hold the note for you sometimes and you need to hold it for us sometimes but together, together we create this beautiful symphony of justice so thank you for listening to inside 254 if you're relatively new to the podcast and you're like oh my god i missed it you didn't um we're going to archive all of the episodes we've done like i said this is 46 we've done 45 episodes of I mean, really good content. Content that we are both very proud of. Mm-hmm. And you can go back and, and find us on Podbean and Spotify and, and iTunes and all the places you could get a podcast. So you can go back and listen to us um, if you need a reminder or if you want to refresh yourself or if you've never listened to them before, go back and listen. And um, we thank you for your support. Of course, our patrons have been essential um, to our, our sustainability, and we really appreciate all of you. And um, uh, we'll see you in the next We'll see you in the next we'll arena. See, what, what, right, whatever. We don't know. Whatever it is. We'll We'll see you there. We'll see you there. Thanks.